Welcome to the PBJ Connection Podcast. This will not be televised. Knowing there are thousands of other podcasts to choose from, we're glad you're here listening to us. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover or you have a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at pbjconnection at gmail.com. Welcome, everybody. Today, Pam and I will be talking about artificial intelligence and possibly going down a few rabbit holes in the process. Chances are we've, we've been using some variation of AI for years. I mean, it's not like it's something brand new that started in 2022, right? Yeah, because so, it goes way back. Yeah. Way, way back. Yeah. And e- even oh. on um, when I send a... Um, when you send me an uh, email and you say, yeah, I hope this works or whatever, Microsoft has already got some like built-in routine answers like, thanks very much, really appreciate that. And good all you have to idea. do is choose one. Yeah, good idea. And choose one and then it's gone. It's gone. Because right. it already anticipates, you know, what you might want to say. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just on a small level, but can you imagine now with this new AI? And so for our listeners, if you think about AI, we talk about artificial intelligence that's generated by our computers and our devices. Um, And it's really, AI is just a a computer science in which it focuses on uh, trying to build smarter computers or smarter uh, algorithms, let's put it that way, algorithms. Learn, so learning in the process. Right, exactly. Yeah. Learning in the process. So every time that a new book comes out or every time that, that uh, a new paper comes out, scientific paper, is gathering all that information, anything that comes out across the Internet, even with TikTok and, and Twitter and, you know, LinkedIn, and, you know, everything that's computer-related, uh, AI has... a good deal of, uh, you know, it's, it's almost dominating our society. Well, it's it's all, when you think about things that are learning and when you do a search, how many times have you done a search and all of a sudden you're getting ads that relate to, you know, I just look for a pair of shoes and all of a sudden all these websites right. want to sell me a right. pair of shoes, right? Right. Because it's part of the AI approach and I just read an article about uh, Coca-Cola is trying to integrate AI into their vending machines so that uh, when you go when you go and find a vending machine it, depending on where it is like say it's in a gym it's in a you know a, a, or a spa or somewhere where you would want water depending on the amount of usage it gets for a certain product it will start highlighting that it'll start marketing that product because it will say oh look look, looks like people using this machine want water so i'm going to start you know saying water is a really good thing and that's going to be their brand and that's going to increase their it's all about money i mean how many times have we talked about that pam (laughs) it's It's all all about about the money money. it's all about the money (laughs) are we surprised no because even with um, vending machines, you talk about vending machines, you don't have to have coins or dollars anymore. You can pay, well, you pay with your, your debit card or your credit card. It doesn't require you to have money in your pocket because they, they realize that people, a lot of people are not walking around with money in their pocket. 
And so, of course, the industry said, well, that shouldn't stop us from making money, right? Sure. Well, sure. We'll just put some kind of something in there, some scanner, some kind of something, and wave your card when I come on so, so here, dinosaur again talking. I got a new debit card because I, I lost one of them. And the guy at the uh, behind the counter, he says, yeah, this has got a... Uh, Whatever it was, I don't even know what it was. Yeah, all you have to do is wave it, wave it over the machine. You don't have to insert your card or anything. I'm like what? I just have to like wave it over the machine. Then my mind starts going in the negative direction because you know me, I'm I'm <laughs> right. Nelly negative, and I'm like, so do I have to be careful and guard this card? So it, you know, if I walk near some kind of machine where it's gonna pick up something from my card, I will. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they have these wallets now, you know, that protect. Well, of and, course and, they do. <laughs> yeah, and they have wallets and sleeves because even, here it is, even with my bank, they even give you a sleeve to put your cards in. Yeah. And that sleeve is supposed to protect you, supposed to protect you. Like if somebody is coming past you with a reader because, you know, they've done that many times before, come past you with a reader and your card is exposed, even if it's in your wallet. Right. They can pick up the signals from that chip. And so, yeah, because anytime you can go in a into a, a store and only thing you have to do is you don't have to insert it, you just tap it. You don't have to put a code <laughs> yeah, on it. You like... just, just tap it, you know. Yeah, I like... could see me taking it and, like, you know, literally <laughs> tapping it and someone pulling me back saying, ma'am, just but, step just, away from the machine. <laughs> Probably, and it'll probably be the, the, the system itself. Yeah, yeah, know. maybe so. <laughs> start, you know, some buzzer will start going off, right? Just, step back step away from the machine. From the machine. <laughs> step away. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. But here it is. A lot of people don't even realize how, uh, I'm not going to say a lot of people, some people. Don't even realize, and maybe it's just us older people who, who don't realize how much AI has has an impact on our lives because the kids know this, you know, the, the kids and schools know this, and I'm going to tell you a, a good situation. So AI can make us dumber too, which a lot of people don't understand. It can make us really dumb down. Well, even it, calculators did that to us, I think. No oh, one can did. count change anymore. Yeah, you go in the store, and if you give them, you know, if you give the the cashier, the, uh, cashier you know, you'd say like, oh, wait a minute, I have 19 cents. Like, say if it's, you know, 3.19, and you get ready to give them $4, wait a minute, hold up. Now, see, they've already pushed $4 in the machine. <laughs> like, they're all confused. And, and they're all, and you give them 19 cents, or you give them 20 cents, right? say 20 cents or 25 cents so that you don't have to break the dollar right they're just oh my gosh it's like and so you have to tell them what how much change thank god we still have that <laughs> capabilities to do that. i know it's like i need to call my manager and void <laughs> this sale because right. i can't right. count <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, how much am I giving? And so it's not something that they're training their cashiers for because, you know, and you've seen this, a lot of people are not using cash. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I, uh, 
I can count on my hand the, the amount of times I use cash during a month. So when you give them cash, it, it completely throws them, yeah, I'm going to say younger generation. I'm not sure. going to say the older ones. But younger generation completely throws them off course and they just don't know. But, you know, not only does it make us dumber, but it also makes us lazy. I think it instills some complacency and some assumptions that, hey, the machine told me to do that, so it must be accurate. You know, there's no questioning. There's no, there's no using your head, uh, which, you know, you, you and I have talked about this on previous podcasts, how important it is to keep your brain going, you know, to keep the thought processes going and not just to, you know, turn into a mush and how that is all connected to other parts of your body. Um, and so when we get complacent, we get lazy, just like you said, uh, that's not good for us. I don't think so. No, not at all. Hey, you know, people don't, you know, you have to understand that our brains are also computers. Yeah. Our brains are a computer. It will yeah. operate whatever you put in it, and it can retrieve information. It has the ability to store data, just like anything else. Just like a regular computer, unfortunately, we just don't have the capacity. Yeah, really. <laughs> Some of these yeah. mega machines out there. Right. But if you don't use it, guess what? You lose it. Right. And so along that same line, Pam, uh, if you look into the, and I'm sure you've done research on this too, in the healthcare arena, um, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to at work, because you know where I work, um, and we've talked about how many of the, uh, there are not a lot of people who are reading scans and x-rays and MRIs and, and, and all those film things, those little things anymore. They're getting machines to read those because the machines, they have they've programmed these machines to, to find nuances that the human eye cannot detect. Yeah, I pick up. Yes. Right, and that's artificial intelligence. I mean, that is programming these machines to read these films, to read these scans, so that they're picking out things that you and I would—I don't care how smart we were, are—we'd uh, never be able to pick those out. Which, I, to me, is a good thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just like when I I went to school, um, oh gosh, it's maybe twenty years, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago. I was learning how to read EKGs, right? <clears throat> yeah. And so they went by, at that time, they went by the human eye to pick up nuances. Um, even though the machine was spitting out the scans, they not necessarily were correct because insurance companies not only wanted the scan that the computer generated, but they wanted also a review. So there was money to be made in EKG reading. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's all about the money. It's I mean, all about how, the money. how many times, right? How many times when we talk, follow the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, you're right. And you were talking about, um, you know, going on a site. So you're going to a site and you want to check out something about the heart. You know, we talk about healthcare. You want to find out something about the heart. And all of a sudden, the next day, now you gotten the information that you want you know and it's nothing else that you wanted to get from it but the next day you put on your you know you your pull up youtube on your your phone or you pull up 
you know, a search engine on your phone, and that's what comes up, something else about the heart. And, uh, yeah, I've been down that road. I ain't going down there now. Yeah, know? well, then it's, you know, got to clear your cash, got to clear your cookies, got to clear your history. You know, it's this process in order to make it stop. Yes. To, but to, look how much time that takes. And oh, nobody I know. takes the time to do it. Well, they would rather just ignore the, the thing and, and just keep going. Yeah. But it can overwhelm you and inundate you. Yeah. Well, and you, and it can send you down rabbit holes that you never intended to go down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and sometimes alarming enough to make you want to call your doctor and say, look, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think but I'm going to die in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> According to what I read, and right. you know, no doctor wants to hear that, but at the same time, they realize that AI is taking over the healthcare system. And so, you know, there are pros, definitely pros and cons to, to AI. And when you're talking about um, healthcare, I mean, one thing about it, when, especially when you talk about personalized healthcare, you know, it does have its pros because of the fact that, you know, it can detect if you're your age, you can detect your race, it can detect, you know, it it can take that information and pull the, the research and the science behind it. So it, it is helpful in a lot of ways, but it's also harmful. Right. And, and you and I, I think, have talked about, you know, the pros and the cons of, of things in our previous podcasts. And seems like whenever something good comes along, there's always going to be some bad actor to take that and exploit it and, and do something that's going to set everybody, you know, on their heels. And oh. same thing, you know, when you talk, because you, you mentioned this at the beginning of our, our uh, talk, how it's all computers, you know, it's all computer related. Well, just like, I'm sorry, but Tesla, how many accidents have there been with Tesla because their computers are they're not processing information correctly or the people are so reliant on the the computer in the vehicle that they will take a nap while they think this car is driving you know automatically without any input from them without any you know checking to make sure that everything's being processed actually uh accurately and so when you think about computers you think about well how easy how easy is it to hack in there and what are they going to do, right? And you got to remember that, you know, whatever the computer is programmed to do is programmed by humans. Right. So any biases yes. Right, yes. can go into that programming. And it's happened with um, Twitter, I believe. Um, it, was, they, uh, it was Microsoft was using chat, a chatbot um, for Twitter. And this was a couple of years ago. But a lot of the... Uh, the, the conversations had um, racist overtones in them. And so what happened was Microsoft never went through to delete any of that. They didn't filter the language that was being generated by these computers. So a lot of information that went out was very offensive to a lot of different groups. And so then they had to go back in the lab, of course, and then reprogram it and try to filter out all offensive language can you do that yeah i i can't see that would really be viable or possible um in a meaningful way if to me if that's not done on the front end 
you know, thinking about all the possibilities that might happen when you develop a product. And I, and I, you know, we talked about this the last time uh, regarding nuclear power. Yeah, this is great energy, but where are we going to bury the waste now that's going to be, you know, hazardous for the next 2,000 years? So whenever we come up with these great ideas, it's like, has everyone really thought through all the possibilities? And they've got some kind of a plan for that. We, we've seen it with Facebook. We've seen it with Twitter. We've seen it with, um, what's the other one? Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other? I mean, it, it, fill in the blank. Right. It's happening with all And the thing is, as long as people are inputting information, doing videos and so forth, AI is collecting that information. Yeah. And they're looking at how many views this person has, so mm -hmm. they take that language. Just like, you know, there used to be an intellectual property right to certain, like, books and articles and so forth. Well, that's going to go out the window with this new AI because you don't, it's not necessarily your original thought. If you're using AI, I mean, you can create a book now like that instantly. You know, only thing you need to do is provide the taglines, and AI will do the work for you. Um, you were talking, let's go back to environmental. There was a study that was done um, on a single AI-generated model, right? They found out that 300,000 kilograms of CO2 emissions come from these products. This is just one single AI. Um, and so that alone, according to the study, that's about 125 round-trip flights from New York City to Beijing, or five times the lifetime emission of a, a typical American car. So those emissions that these computers are emitting into the air, eventually it's going to have a, a severe impact. We already have problems with our ozone. Yeah, I mean, it just, everything is a pile on, right? It's, um, and I think we talked about this, I don't remember, or maybe I just thought it, because, you know, you never know if it's something that just happened in my head, or whether we really talked <laughs> about it, about. <laughs> or something that I read, or something that I dreamt, um, but when you think about uh, the environment, and uh, global warming, and uh, I, I got a, uh, Sorry, I'm going out a little rabbit hole here, but I got a survey from the uh, Nature Conservancy, and they uh, they were asking me all these leading questions about, do you think that you know global warming isn't you know a terrible thing? I'm just like, well, yeah, hello, <laughs> yeah. right? But anyway, in thinking about all those things, thinking about how climate change is such a big deal in the uh, in the news these days. And I look around where I live, which is a suburb of a, a major city here in this state. And uh, I see, you know, one day I will drive by and there's trees and, you know, forest. And next day, all that's gone and they're building some kind of something there um, filled with concrete. And in this particular state that I live in, um, there are issues such as flooding and hurricanes and things of that nature and the more that's developed and the more trees and dirt that is taken up by concrete and driveways and and all that stuff and then people are like wow I, you know, I don't know why this area is flooded i'm just like well where is the water gonna go and then you wonder 
So getting back to our original topic of AI, so you wonder, it's like, maybe there should be AI applications to those things so that these knuckleheads, I'm sorry, but these knuckleheads who do these developments and this planning can do some future planning and see how this is going to impact. Because back in the day, you know, and probably when we were, you and I were in our 30s and 40s, uh, things weren't going that fast of a pace, but now it's just skyrocketed. It really is. Not only, you know, with with the changes that are going on within the different infrastructures within the areas, but I'm going to give you an example. When we were talking about being lazy, and, and this is my way of being lazy, I have a robotic vacuum, right? I love this vacuum. Everybody, Everybody loves those vacuums, right? <laughs> Everybody loves those vacuums. I love this vacuum because I can just push a button, and if I want to mop, it'll mop. If I want to vacuum, it'll vacuum. If I want to shine the floors, it will shine the floors. It will do everything that I don't have to do, and that's just my part of being lazy. (laughs) But at the same time, we have to, you know, you have to be kind of conscientious of of how we're using it and to what level we're using. the, the AI and, and how everything is not only making us dumber, but it's making us lazy. It's and it's going to impact our employment situations. Oh, the loss of jobs with everything being automated. Yeah. We can go down, when you talk about going down a rabbit hole, yes, we can definitely go down the rabbit hole. And just getting back to some of the disadvantages in the healthcare, you know, we're talking about we talk about the unemployment. You know, why why would I have why would I hire staff that a, that a computer can actually do the work? Because you and I have both been in exam rooms and in hospitals where they're strolling in on this cart, the computer. <laughs> yes. I can relate to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And everything is going on with you, your blood pressure, your, you know, your, your, uh, uh, your, your heart, heart rate. rate. Yeah. Your lung capacity. Your lung capacity right. is going into the computer. Yeah. Now, the electronic health record system. Oh, geez. You're going to get me started, <laughs> aren't you? You just, yes, I oh am. boy. That's, okay. that's where I wanted to take you. Okay. To go down that, that road, because that is something people don't really understand. So the electronic health record system. So uh, I think most people who have been to the doctor recently, unless they live out in some rural area where everything is isolated and they're underserved you know, medically, um, their doctor's system is likely connected to some other larger system, especially if they're affiliated with a hospital. So when you go to the doctor and they've got their iPad or they've got their computer and they're they're talking to you and they're taking notes and, you know, they're filling in the blanks and this and that and the other thing. And so you assume, oh, wow, you know, that's, boy, that's great. You know, they're entering the information and they're talking to me and this and that and the other thing. And then you go into your patient portal because... You know, you now have a way to look at your own information. Right. And then when you look at your information, you're like, what? What? I, who, who put that in there? Put that I, in there. I, I, that's not me. 
And then you go in there and then you try to fix things. Like you're sending them notes. No, uh, that is that is not correct. I am not on blood pressure medicine, right. and uh, right. I am 25, <laughs> not 85. And right. And so you know what's supposed to be so accurate and such a blessing to everybody, you know, becomes this nonsensical method of record keeping. Now I'm not saying it's 100% bad, but and you and I had this conversation not on a podcast, I don't think. But when my dad was in the hospital, and I told you the horror stories about when he was in the hospital in the uh, intensive care unit, um, and possibly even when your mom was in the hospital, or if your dad is ever, uh, the the nurse would come in because the nurses are like on this rotational thing. It's like you see one nurse one day, and you won't see that nurse again, maybe ever. It's an it's a new nurse that comes in. And then the new and they nurse. They have to actually write their names on yes. the board. <laughs> right. They have to. And, in and your they, room. <laughs> right. And instead of looking at this, this record system that has got supposedly captures everything that has happened while you are part of that system because your doctor is part of that system, they just don't want to look at it. Evidently, <laughs> they just like okay, well, what medications are in there? It's like wait a minute. I just told the nurse yesterday, who I've never seen before in my life, I gave that person a list of all the medications that my dad is on. Why don't you just look in the computer instead of asking me again? Right. Right. Asking so, me. Right. Right. It's supposedly this computerized system that's supposed to be so sexy and so, uh, you know, save so much time and be so accurate. Uh, I, see, you got me started. I, I can't talk anymore. You're going to have to take it over. <laughs> So you touched on something, but you also touched on something that, that brings up something in my mind, which is there's no emotions behind, you know, AI. And so if you're looking for that, that touch by the doctor or, you know, that personal attention by a doctor, that is almost gone out of the windows because there's no emotions. You don't have to have emotions to do your job anymore. So a lot of physicians, I'm going to say new physicians, have lost the, uh, or had never gained the ability to do <laughs> They so. never had it to begin with. Never had it to begin with. <laughs> because even in medical school, they stopped having doctors now writing their prescriptions, you know, by, uh, by hand. Because they found out that they cannot read The pharmacist can't read anybody's handwriting. <laughs> So it's like, don't, do not write your name. Just type it in, type it in. So, I mean, they're learning all of that in medical school. So, but it takes away the emotions and that touch that so many, that that made going to the doctor okay. Well, it made it bearable, right? Because you felt you were being heard. And and that touches on something else that uh, really blossomed during COVID and that's telemedicine and teletherapy where you couldn't go to your doctor because of COVID. So everybody started having these, you know, Zoom meetings with their medical professionals. And I think you touched on something that's very important and especially with uh, mental health and uh, teletherapy is when you don't, even you and I are on camera and we see each other but we don't still that that uh, face to face and that really closeness and seeing each other is different 
when you're in person than it is when you're on camera. Um, body Everybody, language. Every human needs touch. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just touch, but it's it's also expressions. It's um, mannerisms. It's the little things that you're not even really paying attention to when you're on camera, right? Cause you're yeah, just cause a, you're, you're have, concentrating on talking. My, right, because I could have my hands on my knees just tapping away because I want this situation right, right. going as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Yeah, thanks. You know, <laughs> you, know I, I mean, you don't know what's going no, on you don't. below below the shoulders, you no, know? No, no. And so you, you kind of like, you have to use, and, and you know, everybody can have a poker face. Um, you know, there's some people who cannot have a poker face. Those are people who, who lack the ability to do so. But I'm talking about the average person can can make things seem like it's okay when in the back of their head, you know, it's not. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, oh my I need God. to call yeah. security. Right, right. How did I get, on, how did I get this call, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and at the same time, it's like, okay, they could be looking down and, and reading something, but it may not have nothing to do with you. It could be the next patient or the next person. Or an email um, or a blog <laughs> or a recipe. Uh, absolutely. Because I remember when I had a telehealth uh, call with this woman. I had never seen her before, never met her before. It wasn't even my doctor. Mm -hmm. She was just a stand-in. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I need to talk to my doctor because right. of the fact that we had developed a relationship you know, more of a partnership because I usually go into a doctor's office immediately when I meet the doctor and I'll sure. say, look, this is a partnership. It's me and you. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'll call you by your first name. If you're okay with that, then I'm okay with it. But I mean, it's happening more, even when I go to the dentist now, I don't, I have seen my dentist in the last year and I go, you know, pretty regularly. I go every three months. Um, for cleanings and stuff, but I had seen him in this last year, I saw him once. Mm -hmm. And it's always, you know, somebody else, a, a dental hygienist or somebody else coming to have a conversation with me afterwards because I have some questions. I can't ask her. Yeah, well, right? you could, but that's not what you want because that's not, we're, it's right. all, we're talking about money again here. I'm gonna talk about money because when you are, you want to see your doctor, but they give you a nurse practitioner or they give you an intern because they're just learning or whatever. It's like, well, wait a minute. Is my insurance lower because I'm not seeing the doctor that, because I don't think it is. I think I'm, I'm paying the same thing, whether I see the doctor or a nurse practitioner or an intern who just got out of med school. Yes. It's all about the money. And same thing and with the telemedicine. Only given that intern, you know, a salary where he's collecting all the money. So if he can see 25, 30 patients a day by having interns and, you know, nurse practitioners come in and do the work, his cost, right, is so much lower than if he was doing it itself, you know, because he couldn't see that many patients in a period of a day and have any Absolutely. place interaction. Yeah. Go, go in the parking lot and, and ask them what kind of car they drive. Right. Ask them and then, and then look up their home address and do right. a um, Google Earth and see what kind of house they're living in compared to where, I'm just saying. 
Absolutely. And here it is. I don't even know if he was on site that day. <laughs> Probably not. Probably he was there in it. spirit. Because <laughs> I didn't hear his voice. You know, when you're in a dental office, and this office is just in a building, so there's maybe six rooms, six examining rooms, and maybe two offices, and as well as, you know, the front office. That reception area. area. Mm-hmm. But you're hearing all these voices, but none of them sound like him. <laughs> He's <laughs> not playing <laughs> golf. <laughs> I'll be in it too. I'll see you too. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it's it's just, to me, it's alarming. But at the same time, there's a lot of, there's no oversight in the care that is given. Because this is the the physician or, or it's just his practice. But when you have all these other people who are seeing the patient, where is the oversight? Are you just reading medical records, stuff that they wrote down or stuff they put in the computer? Yeah. And anything that's alarming, they'll put a red flag on it because they want you to look at it. But it's just not the same. That that ability to, to have, you know, that, that conversation with somebody who you specifically selected. Yeah, there's a reason people. why you chose that doctor. Absolutely. And yeah. most people choose a doctor not only because of the fact that the work they do, but also the interaction that they're able to have with them. Yeah. You know, because I'm not going to pick somebody if I don't like it. I don't care how many reviews may have been online yeah. about this. Food. If I can't get along with it, I feel like I can't have a conversation or the conversation is tense or it's rushed. Yeah. I don't want to go to that doctor. Yeah, bye-bye. See ya. But there's somebody else I can Mm -hmm. find. Yeah, you you and I are the same way because healthcare is too expensive, especially here in the U.S., um, where it's not, you know, socialized medicine like it is in some other countries. And, uh, you know, if you're going to pay that kind of money, it's like you should never be dissatisfied with your physician. And if you are, you need to start shopping around and finding one that you like. That who understands and, can, and is yes. willing to take the time to communicate with you. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, AI and healthcare has its advantages. You know, there's reduction in, in human error. Um, you know, you were talking about the scans. Um, the scan, I think it's a good, for scans, I think it's, you know, there's a positive there. For the EHRS, for the electronic health record system, yeah, I've got my doubts <laughs> about that. I'm just saying. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you get real time data. Right. You know, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to go in a lab or, you know, like with the scan, you don't have to actually have somebody come behind you and do, you know, human eyes to touch it because of the fact that, like you said, AI will pick up, you know, some, some deviations that a human eye would never see because you're talking about little lines. Right. You know, and, and, and distractions too. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, AI does, sure, I'm sure it does reduce the stress on physicians as well as nurses because of the fact that they don't have to, you know, have all the time. You know, they're, they're getting, trying to get through, especially nurses, because I'm more sympathetic towards them than, Absolutely. than the doctors. Absolutely. Yep. All these patients, when you have a limited staff, but you have all these patients, then it becomes more difficult for these nurses to keep up the pace 
in order to, to do their job in order for them to get paid. Well, so, lot, lots of burnout with the nurses. My heart goes out to you and thank you all the nurses that are out there that, that are doing their jobs and trying to do them the best they can because I know they didn't go into nursing for the money, even though it pays well or for some, you know, depending on the area, whether yeah. it's rural or whether it's a big uh, metropolitan area, but it, I'm sure it had to do with what was in your heart and that was to help people. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, and, and but AI can misdiagnose too. Well, it, just like you said before, you know, it's the humans are programming, humans are assembling whatever whatever the gizmos are that <laughs> that operate in artificial the algorithms. Right. I don't know who who puts that together, but somebody does. I mean, they're not right. they haven't got to the point where they're making themselves. Right. We're not in you know Terminator land. Um, yes. But. there's always a chance for error and and I'm going to bring up something that we talked about last podcast and that's electricity Uh and I still think about you know all the times I've been in a store when the power went out because of a thunderstorm and and everyone's paralyzed no one can open their cash register (laughs) well we got to close up you got to leave put your purchases down and get the heck out of here and you think about all of this technology all of this the internet of things and it's like well what happens is everybody have a plan b so that if for some reason there is a power outage what would happen you and i couldn't even do this i mean we could do it as last as our as long as our battery lasted right exactly but we would have no internet we we, we'd have to have internet unless we used our phone i guess we could use cell towers but but here, even cell towers, they're on a grid, right? And so, yeah. yeah, and they're operated by computers, you know, to do connections. So we would be, here it is. String and tin cans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. The uh, What's that? Telegraph machines, right? Yes, exactly. Morse code. <laughs> Morse code. You know, we would have to figure out a, a way of... of transmitting sounds through something other than, you know, either a computer or or, or <laughs> our cell phones. I don't know. You talk about apocalypse, that would be an apocalypse, you know? Yeah. So these threats that come, you know, in these areas where somebody's shooting out the power grid, it's, it's more than just uh, the power grid itself that you disable it because you could disable somebody from basically being able to keep their cells alive off of a medical equipment that requires, you know, that requires to have that connection. So it's, I'm just like, it's, I I don't know. Like I told you last time, I think I'm gonna have to take some survival (laughs) techniques to live in the woods or, you know, off the grid yeah, or break or out those solar panels and those wind turbines because yes, that's exactly. the only way to generate electricity. I, as You're far right. as I know, and less emissions probably. Well, yeah, you know, if there's people out there talking about how wind turbines, you know, kill birds all the time. Like, well, I haven't seen that data, but I would think yeah. that birds are going to avoid anything that's got a huge propeller going around, but maybe they're not that smart. I don't know. 
Oh, here it is. Then birds that fly into airplane engines all the time. Well, you know? and, into <laughs> and into glass buildings or right. windows. So. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so, yeah, there, there's nothing, you know, nothing odd or strange about that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not something that I, I feel like is more concerned to me. The, the emissions, the CO2 emissions are, are more of a concern than anything else these wind turbines and these solar panels, you know, as long as we have the sun, thank God we still do, you know, we can operate off of sun. But if something should happen because, you know, our ozone layer is breaking down or we have this global warming effect and certain areas end up going into the dark, then, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Jen. I, I, I can't predict the future, but... AI is now getting scary because even authors are now feeling like AI is going to put them out of business, you know? That's, yeah, and that's one area that I hadn't even thought of. Um, but on, on, the, on the positive side, maybe AI can figure out a plan for our, you know, climate issues, <laughs> right? If it, could, if it could stop emitting CO2 into the <laughs> Stop itself. Stop itself, Stop itself from and right. say this is not good. I mean, you know, but here it is. Hollywood has already shown us a glimpse of what AI is possible of doing. When you think about the, remember Predator, Predator, Terminator, Predator. all of those things, yes, all those things. Yeah. Um, I Robot with Will Smith. Oh my yeah. gosh, I remember that. Yeah, that was very scary. That yeah. was very scary. So I mean, so. Will AI eventually take over humanity? Hmm. Here it is. As much as they are, and this is just my take, because I don't know if this is possible or not. So if there's humans who are programming or creating these algorithms for these computers, if it gets into the wrong hands. And you know it will. I'm just saying. It will. Yeah. Because <laughs> it always yeah. does. And always it has. Will. It will. How much chaos can AI do to our society? Do you remember 2001 Space Odyssey? Did you see that film? Absolutely. I how think everybody old, saw that How film. old is that film? And, and how scary was that when you think about artificial intelligence? I think Hal was having a really good time. <laughs> you know, he was a pretty smart so. guy. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I, I'm just convinced that, you know, AI has its advantages, but it has a lot of disadvantages. And those are the, the disadvantages of what scare me, because yeah. if you had, if we had a kinder, gentler society, globally, globally, where we trusted not only the people in our community, but the people around the world, yes, you know, to yes. do the right thing, yeah. then I could see AI having its benefits. But if we have the, the problems with cybersecurity now and these spying and these balloons going up and all this other stuff, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's trying to figure out who's off first and what's, what they're doing yeah. and so forth, I don't think that we can depend on AI to get us out of that trouble and that AI may end up taking over the world. Yeah, and there's going to be someone behind that 
you know, that bad AI, you know, whatever that entity is or whatever that thing is that it becomes and uh, <clears throat> whether they come up with some kind of regulation or some kind of safety valve, you know, for when it goes awry, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I they're thinking that far. You were concerned about the regulating of, of AI. Yeah. Well, they haven't done it with uh, social media, and I think that they should, personally. That's my personal belief, because I've heard so many terrible things about social media, although I know there's some positive things, too. I'm not saying it's all bad, but I, there's enough bad with social media that, to me, um, there should be some some guidelines and some some stops to, you know, bullying and uh, people thinking they need to kill themselves because of what's going on with social media and the misinformation and the, and the, well, just like propaganda, (laughs) propaganda, total propaganda. Um, and the, uh, the bots, the bots are have infiltrated social media. So you don't know if that, whatever is being said is by a bot or if it's, you know, real human. Right. Exactly. So, and that's what that's what worries me, yeah. because we 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 here it is. I know we're not in a position to stop everything that's going on mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. We don't have that power. But at the same time, when you talked about you know, because I know that was your concern about the regulating of of AI. Um, if we don't have, and it has to be global. It has mm-hmm. to be a global agreement about AI. Because, like a NATO for AI. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But everybody has to join. Right. Not just some countries, but they everybody tr- has And they to tried join. to do that with climate. They tried to do that with climate. They haven't got everybody on board. You're going to have those countries that are going to say, no, I want to do it my way. And we're going to control it our way. And we're not going to, you know. We're not going to spend the money. Out. Again, it's all about the money. It's all all about the money. Yeah. All about the money. Yeah. So, Jay, this was great conversation. Thank you again for today. Um, Thanks, our listeners, for joining in and listening to us. Jay and I talk about AI and the pros, the cons, the goods, the bads, our concerns, and hopefully you can uh, navigate uh, through AI so that you determine what is best for you, your friends, your family, and the people you love. Do your research. Uh, If you're curious, if you're like, I don't know what they're talking about, but that's not my understanding. Do your research. Um, You don't agree with us, please, you know, don't go to one source. Check out multiple sources. Uh, We all need, and Pam and I do this, we don't only look at one thing because everybody's got some different scientific data out there it's not all one-sided so do your research and more importantly feel free to reach out to us um on email if you have you know if you take a opposing view or if you're in favor of what we've been saying and you have your own take on some of the issues that we address today you can contact us at pbj connections pb PB and J connections. P- it's PBJ connection. <laughs> there you go. PBJ connection at gmail.com. And we are also, and, and uh, you know, Pam, we haven't said this at our other um, podcast, but we're also on LinkedIn. So check us out on LinkedIn. Yeah, check us out on LinkedIn. And, and feel free to send us a message because we will respond. 
And so on that note, listeners, thank you so much. And I'm going to get Jay to uh, tell the, the email again um, where you can send your comments. pbjconnection at gmail.com.